This is Insecticon Bob. He's doing very well. Very well indeed. That's because Insecticon Bob listens to TFYLP weekly. And Insecticon Bob loves Transformers, as does his missus. You can get TFYLP by downloading from iTunes today. Do not listen to TFYLP if instructed to do so by Chuck Norris. Do not place a listening device into the anus as choking may occur. Please contact a physician if an erection for TFYLP lasts longer than four hours. In a cold, far away world, a battle is raging between evil and good. From the stars that came here to earth. Caught in this struggle through the whole universe, robotic warriors... Receptor here. Welcome to Transformers for your listening pleasure. T-F-Y-L-P for short. Join us and discuss the latest in Transformers fandom. And now without further ado, here is Weird Wolf. Now where did I put that chorus stop? Ratchet, can you take the chorus stop? Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Transformers for Your Listening Pleasure, episode number 119, recorded Friday, August 29th, 2014. I am your host, Weird Wolf. Along with me this evening is Megamus. Hello. Plasticon. How's it going, guys? It's only been a week. <laughs> only a week. And only Headmaster week. Don. Hey, everybody. And Brian Kilby host of Radio Free Cybertron. Welcome to us tonight. Google Plus hates me. <laughs> Google, Google Plus, Plus hates me. You need to fix your crap. You need imagine to fix, it. Feel fix both, it now. Imagine how I feel. Both my <laughs> podcast bosses are on at the same time. <laughs> Trust me. It hates it's like, everyone. It's like we can do it in stereo. You're fired. <laughs> do the Get out the Mr. McMahon walk. <laughs> But uh, Ed McMahon, not Ed McMahon, Vince McMahon. Vince, oh, that's bad. I'm Vince. Sorry, it's wrestling. It's been ages. No, it's wrestling. 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 <laughs> Back when it was actually the WWF. Yeah. I, I, I think, I when, I think when they got the F out, then it was just really. Uh, it kind of went downhill after that. But no. I haven't. I haven't watched any wrestling since Sergeant Slaughter was wrestling. That's only because he was in G.I. Joe, so, okay. Well, I've, I was a huge fan, uh, you know, as a kid, and up until a few years ago, uh, I, f I followed uh, uh, pretty closely. Uh, I was actually involved in uh, independent wrestling uh, here in, in the state, and uh, um, I've actually met a number of stars, and I've actually been in the ring. I've taken a few licks from uh, the Monster Abyss before. In, in the I ring. I bet you took some <laughs> Yeah, That's awesome. Mm -hmm. On our CD diecast, uh, it was actually uh, trained by Stevie Richards. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. But, yeah, I've, uh, uh, I was uh, a licensed uh, guy here in, in the state. I mean, I wasn't an actual wrestler, but, um, you know, I, I did uh, the, the sound and security and photography for the uh, for the show and and uh, I'd also help out with uh, some of the trainees, and and uh, I got shown a few things. I had to take a few bumps, and right before a, a fundraiser show, we had uh, the Monster Abyss and Wildcat Chris Harris, and it's right after Abyss had won the World Heavyweight Championship, 
and uh, in TNA, and he actually had the belt with him. And I was standing backstage, and uh, and uh, we were getting ready for the match. And he comes up and puts his hand on my shoulder, and he says, "Can you take a bump?" I look at him. I go, "I guess depends." Like that, and he says, "When the time comes, just go with the flow." I'm like, oh, "Okay." And then he looks at the promoter and asks him, and says, "Is he good?" And like that, and he goes, he, he kind of looks at me, he kind of tilts his head, and he says, "Yeah, I think, I think he's good." And yeah, I, I got black hole slammed. <laughs> but that that was that was fun, that was fun. But uh, enough of uh, the wrestling thing. Um, wrestling. We are, yeah, we're here to talk about plastic robots, transformers. Um, you know, uh, we've been. So what do we call these things now? Yeah. Go-Bots. Go Go-Bots, yes. We're here to talk about Go-Bots. Hey, 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 hey. Now, now. I like Go-Bots. Don't start. <laughs> like, like them Go-Bits. Okay, we're going to start talking about RoboForce. There we go. Let's I'm all about RoboForce. <laughs> <laughs> I do, uh, do want to state, uh, next week, uh, on a related note, TFYLP, uh, we're going to start a two-part uh, series, well, I guess you could call it a series. It's two parts. Um, we're going to do two episodes, uh, one next Friday and then the following Friday. Uh, we are going to tackle Yusha Brave. Uh, we're going to talk about the history of the lines and uh, its relevance to Transformers uh, and a closer look at each one of the lines of Brave uh, and uh, go a little bit in depth. I know I've uh, collected a number of Braves. As a matter of fact, just over my shoulder, on the bottom shelf, you can see uh, three Braves right there, uh, actually four. And uh, uh, you know, I've had my hands on a number of uh, of the molds, and uh, I know uh, Plasticon has got a few. Don's got a few, and we're also going to have a special guest uh, next week. He's agreed to be on the show, uh, and uh, we're going to talk about Yusha Brave. So if you've ever had any questions about Brave and uh, were afraid to ask, tune in next week and we'll be talking about Brave. Uh, also want to point out uh, that we are starting a new second show uh, coming up in the next week or so, TFYLP Newsstand, for anyone listening uh, or wanting to listen to anything about the comics or uh, anything in Transformers print. Uh, there's going to be a show hosted by Insane Galvatron and I am Unicron, and I see my cat. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Massey's Massey, Massey's uh, ghost is coming up here, <laughs> but uh, uh, sidetracked. Um, <laughs> but yeah, TFYLP newsstand coming in the next week or two. Uh, I know uh, I am Unicron has been out of town, and as soon as he gets back and is ready, we're going to kick that show off, and it'll be airing on this YouTube channel. If you're watching us on YouTube, it's going to be airing on Thursday nights, and then uh, I will upload the uh, the audio version of it shortly thereafter, probably on Friday or Saturday. Um, this show is going to stay where it's at. But um, anybody who's interested in comics and Transformers print, check out TFYLP Newsstand coming soon. Um, so, guys, anything new happened this week? Anything jumping out that anybody wants to talk about real quick before we head into the discussion tonight? Don't, don't everybody jump at once now. No? Well... 
Just, not really. I mean, well, the only thing I can really it. see. Well, I was going to say real quick, let's just face it. There wasn't a multi-million dollar comic sold this week. There wasn't real big, uh, you know, all-inspiring, never-before-seen, unproduced stuff this week. So, as opposed to last week, we're kind of in a, a low, I think. Well, actually, didn't wasn't there some pictures of uh, Masterpiece, Wheeljack, and Bumblebee, some finalized pictures that popped there up we go. this week? There we go. Yeah, I, the masterpiece I, I, goodness. Yes. Yeah, we we see we saw those, and we also saw, seen a little closer look at the uh, Star Saber that's coming out as well. So, I just find it funny that the Brain Master is like the size of a Diaclone figure. Yeah, it's funny. we were talking about figures, that. How those things how, are only an inch high, so it's a very. I mean, this thing is smaller than most Headmasters. Here you go. So, you guys are go. expecting some gigantic robot. He's very little. Here we go. People will love this. You ready? There you go. There, There's a Diaclone driver. Cause this is a knockoff one, but it's still the same. And that's a quarter behind it. Wow. That, that tells you about how big they are. Wait, 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 let me go that way. There we go. There we go. That was on the yeah, fly, well, so they were just sitting here. But anyway, yeah, it, it, how some of the stuff is smaller. And then, of course, the, the main bot, as you can see, I've got... Star Saber, or yeah, it's not Star Saber. Right there behind me. Oh, Victory Saber. He's he's over there. Anyway, there. Mm -hmm. But um, and they're making it masterpiece size. So they're they're making some things bigger and then making. I I was I was kind of confused with the 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 Brain Master being the size of a Diaclone driver. That that kind of threw me off. Well, one of the things that kind of that kind of worries me about it is that it will run into the same kind of pitfalls. I don't know, Don. Did you ever pick up uh, Masterpiece uh, King X Kaiser? Uh, I've got I've got the original version. I, I never got a chance to pick up the a Masterpiece version at a at a reasonable price. I I did have it at one time, and it was it was nice. It was really nicely detailed, and um, I loved it. But it had some very, very big issues. And the one thing that was really uh, an issue is that, okay, King X Geyser, for those of you uh, who don't know, and you'll probably find out next week if you turn, turn in, tune into the show, but X Geyser combined with a jet-like platform to become King X Geyser. Uh, and that was the motif in a lot of the Braves is that you had a base robot form and then kind of like a la Power Master Optimus Prime, you, uh, the, the main uh, center figure in the, in, the, in the line could combine with another secondary figure and make a bigger one. Well, the Masterpiece King X-Kaiser, uh, the, the, the regular X-Kaiser figure was maybe as big as uh, Jeeper Creeper is here tall. Uh, in, in vehicle fo uh, form. And he was really tiny, and his joints, I mean, he was super articulated, just like an, any any other figure, but the problem was is that he was so tiny, his joints, I mean, were just so fragile and so small. And... Um, uh, actually, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, uh, if, if anyone's interested in that, uh, Vangelis has a good review up of the uh, Masterpiece x Kaiser, and he shows off the the issues with that small figure yeah so and you know that could help you know yeah, in was, some cases 
I was about to say that because he actually goes just as far as not just doing the uh, the X Kaiser, just the truck with the small. And you're out of here. He's out of here. <laughs> Technical. Hey, just, just love the live stuff. You know, I mean, you got to love that. But uh, <laughs> and he's frozen mid mid screen. It's like. He's he's holding himself in place, and there he goes. Uh, but, he said, "To hell with you! Yeah. You're making fun of me. I'm out of here." Yeah, but uh, but anyway, the 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 little ex Kaiser guy. I mean, he's super articulated, super detailed. He's l- really really nice. But the big problem with him is just he's so fragile and and it breaks so easily. Uh, mine. Does, uh, does one anyone of the legs, have one of those? I I did, but I sold it. Uh, I'd it, like to see what that one is. Yeah, it's it's really really nice. I may have a picture handy if you guys, uh, Plasticon, if you want to uh, oh, continue. What I was gonna say is, Vangelis actually does a review of the car with the trailer, and that all combines together to make the one robot. And like we were saying, the X Kaiser parts the smallest part, which is the car that transform that transforms into a robot. The Kaiser, yeah. That part combines with the trailer to make a robot. But then there's a jet portion that he was talking about. That's a separate review that he does, but that combines with it too, like battle armor, kind of like um, God Bomber with God Genrite. Yeah. That's pretty much the way you can kind of re- you can kind of relate it that way. But um, he's absolutely right. Those joints are very, very, very small. So my only issue is I want to know how is that thing going to transform into the head portion the smaller um, Star Saber mode without it completely falling apart. Well, I'm just wondering if maybe the Star Saber head, the faceplate, is in the chest. And when the figure goes up, it pushes a separate head up. So that way, you don't, you don't actually have the die clone size pilot. You don't have Saber becoming the head. It, but he activates the feature where the head fills in the face, or the, right. you know, that way. So it could be that there's a, there's actually a, a different head. So you get the same effect, you just don't have the part becoming the head like that. Exactly, and I'm hoping that they're going to make him strong enough that he's not going to fall apart. Because anybody that's ever owned Diaclone drivers, they did have their issues. They're very, very, very fragile and brittle. You really don't want to move them around too much because you can literally snap a leg or an arm off if you don't that's move so, them. So it's right not like leg. Masterpiece Rodimus, basically. That's, yeah. is, uh, that's, what I, that's what I'm worried about, Brian, is it being another Masterpiece Rodimus. So basically, if what Don's saying is true, I mean, there doesn't have to be any um, stress on on the Brain Master at all. It basically goes into a little hole. And the switch basically drives like whatever I don't know cylinder or whatever is actually in it that actually forces up the actual face. Yeah. I don't think I don't, I don't. Hopefully, Takara's learned from past mistakes. Well, the the, the uh, I don't know if you guys can see my screen share here. This is King X Kaiser masterpiece. King X Kaiser. Yeah. This this was the one that I owned, and um, uh, if you can see my uh, my mouse here, uh, the chest compartment here. This opened up entirely, and the tiny X Kaiser figure now um, give you a size of scale. A masterpiece King X Kaiser in combined form was roughly the size of um, MP10, I believe, is a, is a good c- a comparison. Um, yeah. 
I think he was slightly taller, but not by much. Not by much. I mean, uh, th- that's the closest thing I can think of. But he's about the size of MP10. Now, if you can imagine if you could open up MP10's chest and fit a smaller robot inside that chest. Well, that's what you could do with King X or X Kaiser here, and uh, the uh, the the larger robot or the smaller robot actually fit inside the chest, and then the legs kind of went down into the upper thigh area of the combined form. Well, the problem was was uh, with this design is that these uh, two shin uh, flaps that covered up the small robot would actually crush the robot inside if it was put in there improperly and it was and it did not fit very well and I, that's one of the things i'm kind of uh, worried about with the uh, masterpiece star saber is that that brain master um because of its small size it'll be small fragile and weak and that the gimmick may actually break the figure just doing what you're supposed to be doing with it I'm, I'm just afraid, like Rodimus, it's all going to come down to tolerances. And with the manufacturing process, you can have tolerances across the board. So no no one batch of figures could even be the same. Because you know, people were reporting problems with Rodimus across the board. Uh, like Blitzwing, you know, uh, no one fix for Blitzwing worked on all of them. So yeah, here's hoping they did learn. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just one of those things that that it's speculation. I'm mean, I'm I'm not sitting here saying that that uh, masterpiece Star Saber is going to be cheap, small, and a piece of crap. But at the same time, I have my reservations because King X Kaiser was one of the uh, one of Takara's first masterpiece excursions. Uh, I think it came out around the same time or slightly thereafter of MP01. Um, so, and they, you know, they should have, they should have really saw, saw through this with it being a masterpiece, but they didn't. And, and it kind of worries me that they may do that again, especially seeing what, uh, issues like masterpiece Rodimus had, you know, with the, those little tiny panels. It, it, my, my confidence is not very high right now, put it that way. Um, yeah, but just have to wait and see. A little wait and see. Well, uh, did Brett? Brett dropped off, didn't he? I don't know where he went. Uh, um, anyway, but uh, I mean, that's honestly in the news. I think that's all we really had. Um, everybody knows what's coming with the Bumblebee. We got the yeah. uh, Spike in the uh, transforming suit, which is kind of cool. Um, the Exo suit's kind of cool. It's I've been a big fan of the Exo suit. I always wanted the toy of it. So I well, think this I is think- a great way to acquire one, although I would love to see somebody try to take a shot into a G1 one that would be more in scale with Generation 1. Yeah. Well, the one thing about Bumblebee that I'm looking forward to is if they can pull Bumblebee off as a mini-bot and the structurally structurally sound, not only does that open up the way for other mini-bots in that scale being feasible, but it also opens up the chance for combiner limbs as well. I think we're a long way off. You can find them in Yeah. yeah. But, but, but I mean, I, I think it could be a good first first step to see if something that size can be structurally sound enough. I'd love to see to, that. But, yeah. 
I mean, we haven't seen like a Galvatron yet, so yeah. Well, um, one other thing before we move on to uh, our discussion topic of the night, um, I, I've just got to say it. Has anybody picked up this piece of crap yet? Uh, I did, and it's back for sale. If anybody, needs, yeah. if anyone needs one, uh, you know, well, go ahead. What is it? Lockdown. It's, uh, Age of Extinction. Lockdown. That's all you have to say. Age of Extinction. Yeah. Nope. None. Well, nada. I went into the local Walmart the other night, right after, well, the other morning, right after I got off from work. It was about about 3 o'clock in the morning, and I needed to get some milk because, uh, you know, honey needed some milk. And I walked by the pallet, and there was one laying on top of the pallet, and I, I got it. And they rang up 9.97, so I'm like, hey. It's, it's this is great, you know. Every I'd found it one other one other time, and it was like eighteen dollars at a Toys R Us Express, and uh, yeah, I wasn't about to pay that much for, uh, for a deluxe. So, you know, nine nine ninety seven. I'm like, hey, I'll, I'll buy it on this, and I got it simply because I wanted a a, a Lamborghini Reventon. I'm I'm a big fan of Lamborghinis, but this guy here is a floppy mess. Uh, he does his panels doesn't line up. He is not worth it, in my opinion. He looks terrible, but I'll probably yeah. pick it up when I see it. Yeah, he, he is terrible. I mean, he's got panel arms, uh, you know, those, like the back, the side of the doors on the back side are his hands, and they, they're just terrible, terrible. Um, yeah, you know, it, you know, it's 2014, you know, having molded, hands molded into the side of the car. Seems like that could be something we can get rid of. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I really don't see the toy line for the movie verse doing very well. It seems that everybody's on the. You know, everybody wants oh, pretty generation. Man, I'm, I'm in the middle of a podcast. It's the TFYLP one. Uh, hey, li- listen, are look, you going to be look, tomorrow morning? He's promoting the show. <laughs> he's doing it live. Yeah, oh, real quick, since we're talking about toys. <laughs> I was going to say one thing real quick. I was going to do a review of um, this guy right here Ooh. and the uh, Takar one. Review the box because that seems to be the most interesting point well, of that. <laughs> here, here's what I'm going to say, okay? You get the vo- the box, which, okay, here we go. It's got a nice little you know, bag. It's got this little sleevey thing, and, you know, that's that's awesome. It's got this little pamphlet. Masterpiece Prowl, if you're listening. <clears throat> Masterpiece Prowl, sorry. Hasbro version. <clears throat> and then it comes in this nice big box with this clamshell, and <laughs> there he is. So much <laughs> empty space is totally unnecessary. And, and it, it gets better. It gets better. And everyone told me about this, but, you know, I'm like, oh, I got I to gotta see for myself because that, that can't be right. It was. And and here he is, and I'm I'm here to tell you I'm gonna I'm gonna open it up, and I'm gonna tell you I was gonna do a, a review of the differences between this one and the Takar one, and I can do it in one little shot. Um, oh, see the got... stamping? Yeah, the quality control stamping. Yeah. It's... That's it. Black on white. That's it. Everyone's paying a hundred freaking dollars for this damn thing. Where the Takara one, um, I still think you can get online for cheaper. 
It's the same toy. <laughs> There's no paint apps, nothing extra. It's the same. You could probably get three of the KOs for that too. It, it's 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 a joke. <clears throat> um, I can't remember how much this was. Um, sixty nine from uh, was it sixty nine? I, I thought it was either fifty nine or sixty nine. Whatever it is uh, at uh, Hasbro, uh, was it toyshop.com, Whatever it is, that's where I got it from. Uh, Toystore.com, Yeah. Um, well, that's odd because usually they don't carry exclusives like Toys R Us exclusives. Um, yeah, or, or, or was it TF? Uh, no, no, no. It was um, ToysRUs.com. That's okay. right. Yeah, so I got it from Toys R Us, so you can get on there. They're probably sold out. But anyway, if anyone wants this for that price, let us know. That's that'll be our show, you know, um, exclusive offer, whatever you want to call it. Um, I was going to do it, like I said, for the review, but. I wasn't going to waste even a minute to say that's the difference. Big deal. That is yeah. the difference. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know uh, Wolf, you'll, you'll appreciate this. Somewhere in Korea, the president of Sun Kong looked at that and said, that's the way you do back. <laughs> yeah. the, the Korean stuff is just like that. Huge boxes, lots of air. Mm-hmm. So, um, the easiest way is is um, whoever's on the uh, our Facebook uh, message me. The first person gets it for what I paid for, uh, whatever it is to ship it. I don't care. I'm not out to make money. I actually bought this to do the review, and I'm I'm very sad. I'm I'm sad. So thought I'd throw that out there. Megamus don't waste has, your money. Buy Meg- the cheaper of the two. Megamus has sad face. I have sad face. Are you guys as I've always said, as I've always said, you do your homework and you save your money. Don't buy it. It's not no different. Buy the cheaper if you can get one cheaper than the other. That's the one you want. They're the same toy. Yeah. Here's here's the weird thing. Well, this is the thing to let you guys know. A lot of you guys out there that are collecting the masterpiece, and some of you guys are like, I still can't get that kind of amount of money. Honestly, there's those quality KOs that came out. Um. Go check out Rocket Punch Army on YouTube. Chachi Power's done reviews and comparisons of every single solitary version that's came out, including MP10. He's done every single one that's came out. Go check those out and see what you guys think. Honestly, in my opinion, I honestly would probably end up buying the KO versus the other ones because the quality is almost spot on to the points you really can't tell. Well, now, here's, so, here, here's the odd thing in my situation, my Paris, area. Go, go ahead. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> is, you know, I've only got two Toys R Uses local to me, and one of them is the smallest one in the chain. Brian saw it when he was up here, and he, he was not impressed with my Toys R Us. It looks just like my Toys R Us, so, I mean, I don't get it. My, Toys, mine must be the second smallest. Toys yeah. R Us Express size or something? No, just it's the it's the smallest standalone building in the chain. Oh, wow. And uh, But I have not seen... But two sunstorms, and I, I've seen more prowls than sunstorms. I, heck, I bought the only one of the two sunstorms I have seen come through that store, and I figured they'd be shuffling everywhere. And I'm seeing prowls, you know, four four deep on the shelf, but no sunstorms since the first shipment. They they probably just don't have the shelf space for 
large toys. <laughs> well, they got risers though, and they're not, and there's no, there's nothing on the risers either. So it's it's just kind of kind of odd oh. that we're seeing more prowls than sometimes. Hey Don, oh. I haven't been able to find a year of the horse star scream. Can you help me out with that? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Here was something well, else I wanted to god. show you. Yeah. Look at this. Um, and for for anyone that's um, bought masterpiece. Usually the inserts and everything, especially from Takara, are really tight. Everything, I I can't believe this. Look at this. There is the insert. You can see it right here. And as you can see over here, it's all the way pushed over. And, and look at this. Empty space. Look look at this. Look. Yeah, you know, I'm just wondering how much if they had made a is box. Is this a bag of Doritos or a box? Exactly. <laughs> I, I do have to find some Doritos with a whole bunch of air. Well, this is kind. This is kind of like what's happening with Age of Extinction. The trade dress for Age of Extinction is too similar across the lines, and it's hard to find the regular deluxes versus the kid deluxes. With this, they're trying to keep a uniform packaging. But how much money could they have saved, and or dropped the price on Prowl? By having a more accurate packaging size, yeah, that's what you have to ask yourself too. Yeah, I hate when I buy a toy and it's like there's so much airspace around the damn toy that it's like they wasted so much money on this. It's like anybody that's bought a Fortress Maximus, as big as that robot is, it literally has like enough space for the robot to be fully protected. And anybody that's ever bought the um, the Metroplex, I think, you know, they, they did okay with the packaging, but I think they could have done better. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a lot of You're talking about the Metroplex with the arm that was, like, sitting off yes. the side like this? Exactly. Are you kidding me? They could have done much better with that package. Absolutely. That I, I opened that crap. thing up, and I looked at it, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. And I bought it when it first came out. How much was it when it first came out? Like 110 Something, Something like that. that. Yeah, I, I right. was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" And I'm not gonna go on my spiel on that. Well, Everyone knows I sent it back. I, I will say this: list, you're correct. They could have packaged it way better. Well, I'm also gonna say this, and this is another thing kind of irked me. Um, me, because you know sometimes I can't acquire the full-on G1, so I went and bought the that reissue Predaking that just came out that was recent, the Generation One one. Phenomenal toy. Nothing wrong with the toy whatsoever. The problem was the packaging, they literally had just a blister um, blister card kind of back that it was basically strapped to, and that was put onto a piece of cardboard and then shoved into this nice-looking box. Granted, it holds the whole toy together, but it comes fully assembled inside the box. I don't see why they couldn't have just went through and made, like, separate compartments because that box was fully big enough to put separate compartments to put the robots it, in it, separately. It, to it, me, it could, I think this is laziness on Hasbro's half of this crappy packaging we're getting. Yeah. They need you know, for a box that big, the compartments may have added an extra a penny or two, and for them, that could have been too much considering what they already had invested. I mean, we, we'll never know. But, well, you know. The, the big problem is being a collector. Some some purist collectors out there want pristine boxes. They want something they can take out and then put it back in. 
you can't put this back in the packaging. Once you cut those zip ties, it's loose. You can't do anything with it. It's just like the Metroplex. Can't do anything with it. So, I mean, honestly, I would love to see a third party start jumping on building custom boxes for some of those garbage they're trying to give us. Which is weird because they, they've been doing it for G.I. Joe for 20 years. I mean, I mean you for any 12-inch G.I. Joe that you may collect, you can get a, a, an actual a reproduction box for it. You, you, you've been able to do that for the last 15 to 20 years. But it's, not like, G- it's not like G.I. Joe fans have anything else to spend their money on, though, Don. That's, that, sadly, oh, that's... Well, well, they that's do have stuff but they do have nice stuff in Toys R Us's now for a short period of time. For how long, yes? For about like, two years, I guess. I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to step on GI Joe because GI Joe is still something that holds true to me, and and I, and we've said this time and time again. You know, I probably don't even need to bring it back up, but. G.I. Joe mass crossover. Why hasn't it happened? Get off your ass. There you go. Well, you know, maybe with the success of the G.I. Joe Transformers comic being universally praised, maybe there's something in there in that for uh, down the line. Who knows? I'm just hoping so, because, you know, it's cool that they try to cross it over with zombies, and honestly, I think they're kind of onto something there if they actually continued with that. But honestly, what are you going to do? You make a zombie killing mobile or something like that, something crazy, and then have them have jets or something? It'd be kind of zombie force two thousand. Right. Well, uh, I believe it's time that we need to get on to our uh, discussion topic tonight. It's Oh, that's right. We have a topic, don't we? Yes, we do. Uh, it, it it will probably be a rather long one, but uh, we'll try not to go too long. Um, but uh, a few weeks back, I asked uh, listeners for some suggestions for uh, something they would like to hear on TFYLP. And one of the things that was suggested uh, at first, whenever I read it, and and then he told me about it, um, I was like, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not quite sure, you know, I, I don't understand how we do that. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, hey, this, this could be a really good topic uh, because we could go really far back and um, Transformers fans on the internet. Uh, now, um, there's a few of us that that remember the old days. I'm not one of them, admittedly. Uh, that. Um, before back the, in my day, yeah, <laughs> back back, <laughs> back in the day, uh, a lot of the communication between fans and collectors uh, was done via snail mail, and it was very inefficient, and uh, it, it just really it was it's just difficult to do, and uh, and I don't know that much about it, but from what I hear. Uh, whenever the internet came along, it was it it just opened a lot of people's eyes. Uh, d- d- is anybody here remember those days? Was anybody a part of that? So Transmasters was the uh, Transformers fan club that started back in the eighties. I was not a member. Rob Springer though uh, from RFC was, uh, but yeah, I mean that literally through the mail. Um, basically, by the time people started getting email, uh, things sort of sped up because people were able to find each other through BBSs and stuff. 
But yeah, my God, I can't imagine waiting for mail from somebody across the, you know, the globe to talk about Transformers. It's just how did, uh, my question is, how did it work? I mean, I mean, did you, did you was it like a message board? It's like uh, I would I would hate to get a letter that says, uh, did you see that new G2 figure on the shelf? The, the colors on it? Laws. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's probably I think well, people then, had a bigger attention span back yes. then. That was the biggest thing. As people would literally like write like an entire letter, and ninety percent of the time they'd send photos with that stuff. So yeah. it was like having pen pals. It's Does exactly anybody here remember having a pen pal? I mean, come no. on. No. Yeah. Uh, losers. I, I remember. <laughs> I do. I, I remember. <laughs> I think my pen pal is my mom just having pity on me, so she would just actually mail a letter. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I just had real, real flesh, <laughs> you know, interaction. Face-to-face friends. I mean, sorry. I guess I'm old-fashioned. Well, I actually learned about, and, and that's what she said. Go ahead. Only Don. about the flesh part. Yeah. Listen, listen to exactly. Don talk. <laughs> <laughs> now, I actually learned about Botcon through Lee's action figure and toy review. Oh, <laughs> so did I. Yeah. So did I. Because uh, yeah. I, I had sent in a question them if they had ever made an RC toy. As a matter of fact, they you didn't were, know. <laughs> this was 1996. You know, I'm, I'm saying, did, did they make a prototype or something along yeah, those you lines? You learned about Botcon. You learned you learned about Botcon before 96, Don. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, 94. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 94, 94. Yeah. I'm sorry, but no, wait, but, real quick. But in in 99, they had an ad for 2000, and that was the first time that I had saw. It's just funny, but it was Lee's. Yeah, action figure and toy yeah. review that had an just had an article and I was like, huh, that's that's fairly close. I'll go to that, and that's what started it for me. It all went so, downhill. You know, just it all it. went downhill from there, as you can see, a room of all downhill. It did. He hasn't removed his hat yet. You can see how it's getting to him. <laughs> so, you know, it's all it's all cybernetics under there. It's just robot pieces and stuff. Yeah. I say it. He's suffering from GPS. It's the hat, but I got more hair than more than half the people on the cast. So it ain't that. Hey, I've been losing my hair since I was in my early twenties. I looked like Dawn when I was like twenty-three, unfortunately. So that's why you're losing the love. Anyway, zing. Yeah, because I asked, I asked about RC. They gave, they gave a, they gave an, they gave an incorrect answer, and John Hartman wrote in as a, as a correction, and he wound up asking them for my address from the, from the letter I published, and he sent me a flyer for the first box. So, this started, you know, been eighty four, but the whole, the whole. If it had been for that one letter, I would have known about Botcon until probably much later. Mm. Well, the thing is, is that the internet happened. This this thing that had been around for years that was used by banks and 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 business institutions to communicate with each other uh, opened up more to the public. And uh, I don't know about you. My, my first modem that I had was a uh, uh, 
it was measured in baud. It was uh, it was one of those that you literally had to set the phone receiver down on it and and dial out. And I, I never used it that much, especially for transformers, because I mean I, I didn't even get in my back into transformers as an adult until 1999. Um, and the first uh, first uh, Transformers message board, I guess you could say, was alt.toys and Transformers. And that started in, I believe, September of 1993. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, and I was about four months out of high school at that time. And I was... I was 23 years old. Yeah. I, I was I was <laughs> okay. Um, little sign language going on here, <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, I was uh, I was fresh because I, I was well out of high school. Yeah, so I was I was a fresh eighteen year old and and uh, you know I, I had college on my mind and girls and. College on his mind. <laughs> yeah. God dang it, you were a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But anyway, I had nerd. I had let's wrangle. Um, I had uh, the uh, uh, college on my mind, and uh, you know, Transformers just wasn't wasn't there for me. But whenever I got back into Transformers in '99. I got to messing around, and by this time I was back on the internet. I'd been on the internet since '96. Uh, was when the first time I actually connected um, on a regular basis uh, via a uh, 144k modem um, with my first uh, uh, home computer that I owned. Uh, now the the one that I actually had the how many gigs of RAM did it have? Uh, the hard drive was seven. The seven uh, the hard drive was 700 megabytes. Yes! There's <laughs> yes. uh, a Macintosh um, Performa 6116 CD. I'll never forget that thing. Loved it. But the best thing in the world is you can sit at home and play Oregon Trail. Yeah. I actually had it on. on oh, there. yeah. But, um, <laughs> but God, I swear I feel I feel sad for you two. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, well, my first computer was an IBM that I still have that ran, that ran Windows 3.1. Well, my my dad had a uh, Commodore, Commodore 64. 64 baby. Yeah, my dad had a Commodore 64, and that's the one that we had a uh, uh, a telephone receiver modem, and it was, I mean, it was just so slow, and to do anything on it, it was it was just impossible. Uh, but whenever I finally got back into Transformers and I got to I got interested in them again. My first thought, now that I'd been on the internet for some three years, was, I wonder if there's any more stuff about this because I, I, my mom had found my original collection. And if you've been listening to this show uh, for any length of time, you would you would know that story. Um, go back and and check out some of the archives if if you want to look for it. Um, you have to hunt for it because I don't remember what episode it was on. But anyway, he slept us that. Yeah. <laughs> But um, old timer, old timers is kicking in. Yes, old timers is kicking in. Um, but we got, I got back into them, and I, f- I, f- I found a website uh, called, uh, which one was the first one I went to? It was uh, Bot Talk, 
and um, that was my first exo- exposure. Yeah, I, I, I do feel sorry for that. And truth be told, that is the only Transformers website, yes, I have been banned from, where I was banned there. I don't know why. I never accosted anybody on there, never you know, argued with anybody. I asked a question, and then the next day I went back to log in, and it wouldn't let me in. And yeah, um, but yeah, I was I was posting on uh, BigBot.com on Bot Talk for probably about a year, and I, at that time I had heard of Alt.Toys.Transformers, and it was kind of, well in '99 it was it was on its way out, um, and yeah, I, still I, around though. Yeah. Actually, I've got got it pulled up right now. Let me uh, screen share. Uh, it's for, for the most part the same people that are there now are the people that were there in 1999. <laughs> no joke, no joke. Yeah, uh, except for me, I'm not there. Yeah, the uh, I've got it pulled up right now. It's uh, a part of Google Groups now, but it's still called Alt.Toys.Transformers. It's so, a pub. Go ahead. So, so Alt Toys Transformers is a Usenet group. So it's actually a very old form of the internet. It's not just part of Google Groups or what was before Deja News, which was bought out by Google. It's actually, it's actually, uh, it exists on servers basically at every ISP around the, around the world. So it's not just Google Group. So it's not just Google. It's, 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 it's not the World Wide Web. It's not, um, you know, any other. It's its own form of the internet. It's a really old form of the internet going back to the seventies. Wow, I, yeah, I, I'm not even really familiar with how how it works. I remember being a lurker on on this, and uh, you know, I would go there and check a few things out. And ironically enough, uh, Transformers is where I first learned of car robots. Um, that was uh, the very first words that I'd uh, I'd read, read. I'll get it out here in a moment. Read about uh, about car Red. robots and speed breaker and and fire convoy uh, was on this uh, this message board uh, of sorts and or this use group and and uh, I really didn't see any pictures until later on on bot talk but um, any of you guys have any, have any uh, experiences or. Uh, anecdotes about using alt.toys.transformers and any history that you know of it? Well, I remember when the Cryotech recolor of Transmetal 2 Megatron came out or was first shown. And... Everyone assumed that it was a Photoshop. Everyone. And there was... There were flame wars and pages and pages of people... It's, debating just yeah I mean so I started out on Alt-Place Transformers back in 97-98 I actually um, first learned about Alt-Place Transformers through of all places Toy Fair Magazine so uh, there was an article that was written about Transformers in an issue of Toy Fair and they actually sourced all of the material of course there was no Wikipedia or TF Wiki at the time and uh, they sourced the material from Alt Toys Transformers, so I said, "Heck, I, I can access this crap. Let me go look at it." 
And funny enough, all the people that I knew from reading their websites, like my friend Anthony Bertali, who now does TFP.info, you know, I've, I heard other names like, you know, back then it was Walkerton, who's now Walkie, and uh, all these other people. They posted there. They thought it was the coolest thing. So, of course, I lurked for like three minutes, and then I became one of those guys who just basically blew his load mm. and just started gushing about Transformers, and I said some of the most uninformed junk. So basically, I sat around for about two weeks and worked again and changed my screen name, and then pretty much I was a regular there for like four or five years. Tens of thousands of posts later, I kind of gave it up. But I still oh, wow. check it every couple of years. I, I never could get past the... Uh, uh, I, since Bot Talk was my first exposure to message board forums, and uh, I got used to that, and it was a few months after I started at Bot Talk that I discovered uh, the alt toys and um or att as a lot of people uh refer to it uh nowadays um so if you hear about it or read about it on message boards att is the alt toys transformers um i I just couldn't get by the way it looked and the way you replied I, i i just didn't care for it but i would i would still go there like i said and lurk and uh and and pick some news and, and read people's opinions on things. It was more of a, more of a reader's digest for me than, than was actual posting experience. But, um, Megamus, did you, uh, try ATT at all? Did you ever do it? You ever lurk, read what? I am very happy to say that was before my time. Wow. You don't You're have to older sound, than me. You don't have to sound so glad about it. Well, usually it's like no, I'm I'm on the yeah yeah so no no I uh, I didn't get into the uh, frame of things until '99. Wow, so, well that's I whenever know. I got in. I mean, but I I didn't know what that intranet was. I was doing was, like was e- electronic mail and stuff like that what? for my you, job. That was about you, it. Well, you started with RID, so you started at a good a good point in history. Except that I hate RID. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> that's that's that. That's oh, whoa, 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 whoa! I have a fellow uh, a TF uh, fan that doesn't like RID. Yes. You can't do it because you don't have the uh, the uh, video going. But I'm going to give you a fist bump yes. right there, and you hit me back right there. There you go. Couldn't stand it. Sorry. Yeah, Brian and I have some interesting discussions on the merits of Fire Convoy. <laughs> Power Rangers crap. <laughs> <laughs> then you're certainly not going to like Brave. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you this much. There's none here. No Brave. And and your collection is sorrier for it. Yes. Um, I'll just put this out to the listeners out there. I'm going to put this out to the listeners, all right? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Just because he said it. All right. There you go. See if you can see here. Okay. In this collection. Let me get my head here. Up there. Down there. Is sorry. A bunch of dolls. Those are my Migos. Dolls. They're dolls. I freaking love Migos. They're dolls. Yeah, yeah. He took he took the ponies out of the shop before he was trying to move the camera. Wait, wait, no, no, wait a minute. There you go. There you go. I don't. I bet it won't. Can you even get over that way? There you go. Oh, look at that dolls. Oh, dude. Uh, cool dolls, but dolls. Love me my hot toys. Do, do you get the, do you get them out and brush their hair? 
And you they put, don't have hair. The, the, they have hair, maybe, but they don't. You're, you're, you're you obviously you're are an anti-hot toyist. You're, you're Migos, you, no, you're, we just can't afford them. Your Migos, do you get them out and comb their hair and dress them up? And that, obviously, you don't know that. Migos don't have hair also. You know, you're batting a thousand. They both have something in common with you. Well, I, I will say this, Migos. If I could have afforded the Keaton and Nicholson Joker pair, I would have had them. They're but right just, there. I know I hate you. Well, and also, out of all the uh, Batmobiles, that's the one I'm going for. The real one? The 89 Batmobile looks the best. So, that's that's a different yeah, topic, you know. Brett's, 89 Batmobile, Brett's going Tumblr, to be cruising down the sorry. road. Brett's going to be cruising that's, down the road in the real Batmobile. Oh, I'm telling you. Anyway, yes. I, I am so sorry that my collection is is so worse for wear for not having Brave. Yeah. It does. It sucks. Anyway, <laughs> Anyways, we digress. Uh, now, uh, Brian, what, uh, you said that uh, your first exposure uh, was was ATT your first exposure, or actually, actually, no. My first exposure was uh, when I got to school. I didn't have a computer at home until I was like twenty. So when I first when I got to school and uh, had access to uh, the internet, I had uh, Yahoo, and I. One of the first things I remember searching for was Transformers. The first site that I can remember visiting was called the Transformers Collector. It was on GeoCities. And I loved that site. Uh, I mean, it didn't have a lot of information, but it had information. I love information. Uh, so there was, there was information about things like um, G1, G2 stuff that I didn't know, information about uh, Machine Wars and Beast Wars. And at that point, I'd never watched Beast Wars, so it was all new to me. Um, it's kind of funny. I was actually uh, citing uh, the Transformers Collector as one of my influences on RFC like a year ago or so. And the guy who actually did that, it was a listener. And uh, since then, he and I have uh, connected and we're now friends on Facebook. He, he's a great awesome. dude. Yeah, I, I thought that was great. But actually, stepping back for a minute, though, all Toys Transformers originated from the quote-unquote mailing list. There was actually a big Transformers mailing list that uh, existed and there are people that were part of that that are still part of the online fandom today, like um, Phil Zeman, who's the uh, proprietor of Alder or ASM Magazine, and uh, James Hooks, who doesn't do as much as he used to. But there are quite a few people who did that. And in parallel to that, there are things going on like mushes. I've never mushed at all, but Don has. Yes, yes, I have. I have. So what what was I mushing, was... Don? Oh, mushing is basically... Multi-shared user hallucination is one of the ways you can break down an acronym for it. That sounds cool. Uh, basically, it's, it, basically, it's just a text-based format. You create a character, like uh, I was at, I was, I was the, I was downshift the Omnibot at the original TF1, which was one of the first Transformer mushes, and I was the original Spike on TF2005. Uh, you, you're in a setting like Metroplex. The, the people that create the mush give you, uh, they create events happening in the world, you respond to it. Uh, I think when I was at TF, TF 2005, Optimus Prime came back four times mm -hmm. in, di in different ways. Uh, so, you know, that again, that was, again, pe people that got together on the ATT who say, like, they liked the third season of the, or they liked post movie, whatever the case was. And they would create the mushes, and you would just create characters. And 
but there were there were still rules you had to follow. It just wasn't a free for all. Yeah, you you had rules and structure you had to follow, or you got banned or booted. There was also um, uh, IRC Internet Relay Chat, and I ended up spending most of my time there. I learned about yeah through all twenty Transformers. I learned about uh, Dalnet, which uh, there's a channel called Cybertron. Um, but it was two people actually talking about Transformers. So I ended up uh, finding uh, Ouija, and, uh, which pretty much birthed things like the TF Wiki and stuff like that. Uh, I've hey. been involved with that group since. Hey, Jason, should we put it to the right or the left? For, for for you for you listeners that are that are listening to the downloadable version of this, Brett now has his bane doll out and he is combing its bald head with a actual brush. I think Jerron's yes. getting jealous. You better put that thing away. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Real quick, hey Duran, this is a brush, a hair brush. A brush. In case you forgot, I see your brush. <laughs> That was the worst Connery ever. <laughs> and the whole world just heard it. <laughs> I just, you know what the worst thing is? I had to take him down from his little, oh my God. I did it just for you. Just for you. I, I appreciate that. And I, it was I, so I, worth I truly, it. I truly do. I truly do. But, uh, um, Plasticon, what was your first exposure to Transformers Bye. fandom on the internet? Bye. All right, here we go. I would say my first exposure, honestly, was pretty much once I got out of the military. Um, in 2005, I joined the military, and I was so busy that I didn't have time to actually do anything online with, like, the communities at all. And it was around 2011 when I actually started getting involved with the communities, mainly because, I mean, I, I did... I did have MySpace at the time, and I did post stuff on there, and I had some people talk about stuff, and, you know, that's way back in the day. But then whenever the whole Facebook thing started off, I kind of jumped on that boat and followed it. And it's brought me a lot of people. Like, I, I had no idea there was such a large fandom for these toys. Because, you, know, you know, when R.I.D. came out, I met some people in the store, you know, and talked a little bit. I went to a few conventions every now and then, like small little local ones, but there wasn't really a large fandom around me and around the area until I found out that this thing was just huge. And I kind of felt at home finally, and I was like, this is cool. And then, you know, But, but as far as online interactivity with fans, you're still kind of a recent bloomer then. Right. Honestly, um, it's mainly because my whole active lifestyle trying to get into the film business and stuff like that has taught me a lot about, you know, how you have to market yourself and get yourself out there and be able to talk to several people and stuff like that. And the fandom has actually been a great segue into that. And it's taught me a lot of stuff. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a developing thing. I mean, I never had Twitter. I never had any of this like social media stuff besides, um, besides like MySpace, but, Years back in, like, 1997, I don't know if any of you guys remember um, Refugees Arcadia. No. Um, It was a chat thing that you could actually do. You could actually set up, like, your own, like, profile thing. It was almost like making everything in HTML. It was crazy. That's the way I actually learned HTML. Um, 
and I don't know if any of you guys were around that time to actually know anything about that and talk to my viewers, but it's it was really, really interesting back then, and I didn't really see very many Transformer fans back then. And more people were into, like, Dungeons and Dragons and Star Wars and stuff like that. It's just, I don't, I don't know. I guess the nerd community wasn't, like, really prevalent at the time because it was a different time, guys. I mean, we all got picked on when we were kids. Now it's... It's actually it's actually and, chic to be uh, be a nerd, <laughs> right? And and now it's 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 a trendy thing. It's cool. It's hip. But back then, if you were a nerd, you got picked on, and you were pretty much the odd man out. I mean, myself, I was a nerd, but I didn't really like walk flaunt. around and flaunt it like a lot of people did, you know. So I kind of fit in with everybody as best I could. And then my nerdy side started coming out during junior high because I was a drama kid. And then, you know, they saw that I was interested in cameras, and I collected action figures. Some of them thought that was weird, you know, being you know, that age. Some people were like, you still play with toys? Whatever. I don't care how what age you are, you all like Legos. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> but, now, now, Don. I mean, uh, oh, go ahead. I yeah. mean, that was pretty much my extent, like, on the Internet when it came to like the fandom and now like i said it's been continuously growing i guess stuff on you know you name it every social media i could possibly do now yeah. so now don what uh what are some of your earliest memories uh, on on the net and some do you have any anecdotes you want to share about your early years on the transformers uh, fandom well i remember my source of news originally was uh bigbot.com which that was the biggest one out there at that time. Yeah, yeah, and I always I remember going there, and I learned later on that basically uh, his news, he, a lot of his news was uncredited from other places. But Renaud that was still news. Oh no, sorry, Renaud. Yeah, that that's <laughs> yeah. not a name I like to hear. <laughs> <sighs> but, but that, but you know, that's where I went and saw the most Transformer news of any one place. And I went there. Uh, I was on ATT. I was also on the ATT CM, which is Classics Moderated, which uh, kept out a lot of the flame, which tried to keep out a lot of the flame wars and the spam. Wow. Uh, but there was no. There was an exodus from Alt Transformers because those people took their ball and went home. But, you know. Yeah. Uh, I just. There, but it's just. A lot of that has gone from my memory because. You know, I segued into trans fandom. That was uh, that was one of the sites that I went to originally because it seemed like it was a lot low key. Everybody seemed like they were you know pretty nice. There wasn't a lot of flame wars going on. This was before the split, so you had all the you had all the stuff from the one one side that was the music and the video and all this stuff. Back when dial up wasn't a laughing matter. That's what we all had. Uh, mm. So it's just, you know, I, rem I remember enjoying myself, meeting all these people, people I still know to this day. Uh, but we will never be able to go back to that sense of simpler because the technology won't let it be simple today. If that makes any sense. It's yeah. just, it's like, it's like going back the way BotCon used to be run. I would love uh -huh. to go back and have, them, and have them do an old BotCon like John and Carl where we got just one or two figures, we didn't know what they were, because you had because you had a lot of a lot more excitement that way. But you can't you can't do that now with this model. It's the same thing with with you know everyone is so they want the information now, they want the video now, they 
they don't want to have to hunt around for it. And I just miss those simpler times to a degree. Yeah. I can agree with you with that because, I mean, there was times it's like, I mean, not me myself not being like really in that social community. When I went to the store, you know, back when R.I.D. first came out, my eyeballs about bulged out of my head. I'm like, oh, my God, it's a Bruticus, you know, because it's stuff like that. You know, you remember it from a kid, but it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe they brought this back. But that in, that excitement, you know. Honestly, me not being on the internet as much as I, you know, as most people back then, I, I got excited about seeing that on the shelf or going to like you, like we were saying, going to a BotCon convention. I mean, how many people think that you know they were ever going to come out with, you know, some of the, um, the breakdown they did, the G2 breakdown. Nobody knew anything about this thing, you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden here it is. Everybody's like, oh my God, you know, it's the, yeah. the greatest thing since you know, sliced bread, but it's yeah. like stuff like that. You never knew even existed. And myself, you know, throughout the years of collecting and stuff like that, I've learned that you know, there are certain things that, that were non-existent that need to come to play. There are some things that were in prototype stage, but that's as far as it got. We got stuff that, you know, every time we turn around, you got a new picture of something that comes out. It doesn't matter if it's an independent toy or something. It's very difficult to, not have something like that released to the public unless yeah. you literally don't ever take photos or anything or do anything whatsoever to put it out there, and then you just show up with it. You know, I think I think you summed it up. You, you summed it up perfectly. I miss being surprised. Yeah, yeah. I can well, even even in that. the early days. I mean, sometimes you didn't find out anything about. Uh, stuff until like a, uh, just a few months before it was released. I know R.I.D. Is, uh, where it was a a a, um, a late decision to uh, you know to cancel Trans Tech and go with R.I.D. before they went into Armada. Uh, you really uh, if unless you've been following Car Robots, I mean you didn't know what R.I.D. was. Um, fortunately. Or or imported off with toys from Japan yeah. because you thought they would never come over. I, I actually had a super speedbreaker, the red cyburn. Uh, I actually had one um, uh, about four months before they actually hit the shelves. And and at the time that I bought it, because news didn't get out quietly, uh, quite as uh, quickly as uh, as it does now. At the time, I didn't know that RID was coming here, and we were going to get these molds. And I paid well, none of us knew that. Yeah, I paid twenty four dollars for a super speed breaker. Uh, from uh, does anybody remember back in the day? BBTS had four dollar flat rate shipping. In yes, that yes. was so awesome. Uh, I mean that that right there, I would kill to have today on any. Thing. I mean, maybe we can talk to Orson a captured prey and see. No, I don't think he'd fly with it. But, um, but yeah, we, we we knew Red was coming. Uh, we, we knew it was coming. I, I in fact, I, I went. I kept going to stores looking for it. I was, I think, either the first or second person on the internet at the time to actually report finding it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the internet was much small, smaller then, and yeah. you could be the first person to find. I, I mean, like several times, I was the first person to report something. But we knew that was on the way. We just we didn't know. We didn't have a long, uh, you know, period of warning, but we knew that was coming. Yeah. Well, I, I remember going down the BotCon 2001 in Durham, Brian, and I stopped at the uh, Walmart in Burlington, and I saw for the first time the the RID version of 
Prime and Magnus and took them to show them off. That BotCon, yeah, I found it. I found I found them not long before BotCon that year. So, you know, it, it, but 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 like, like plastic concept, I think it's just a matter for me. I miss being surprised by stuff because you're not surprised. You're surprised when you see a store restock something for the first time in six months. It's not the same. Yeah. Um, I'm going to quickly uh, uh, talk about my my first exposure uh, to the internet and uh, and the Transformers fandom uh, here briefly, and then want to play a uh, a message from our sponsors and uh, uh, it'll be about a two minute break so once I'm done here we can mute our mics I'll play that and uh, then we'll be we'll come back and we'll talk about um, some of the major splits and major flame wars that happened on uh, back in the day and then we'll talk about um, where uh, you know where we are now and how we got to where we are uh, but me you know, I, I, like I said, I started out at Bot Talk. I, I lurked a little bit on ATT, uh, but I only was on Bot Talk maybe a year and a half, two years. Uh, and at the same time, uh, toward the end of my, my Bot Talk days, I had gravitated over to a, another website that was a very simple website, simple HTML, but you could go on there and actually read comic book scans of the original Marvel comics, and it was transfans.com. Uh, now, uh, transfans.com no longer exists as transfans.com. It's uh, now transfans.co.uk, um, and it's primarily a, uh, a, a, a British and uh, European board, but there are some people that um, uh, are from the Americas and, uh, and Canada on there. But um, uh at the time, trans fans was a very, it was a growing community uh, because a lot of people would go to the to to trans fans read the comic book scans. Uh, there was some Transformer news on there. It wasn't really fast for it, unless you followed uh, went to the message board. The message board was really hot. Um, there was hundreds of members at the time, and at the time, hundreds of members was a lot. I mean, you didn't have the tens of thousands that you would have like on trans fans or, uh, or Sabertron or anything like, like you do today. Back then, you know, uh, the, the members list down at the po- bottom of the screen uh, read maybe a thousand people, you know. And to me at that time, was, it was huge. And I honestly, in my small-mindedness as a collector, I, I didn't see a lot of people posting from Kentucky. On the boards, and I actually thought at one time in the early 2000s, in the 01, 02 uh, range, that I was probably the only person in Kentucky that still collected Transformers and even remembered what they were. Little did I know that uh, there was a Brett and and, and an Orson uh, uh, from Capture Prey here, you know, but at the time, you know, those guys weren't talking on the boards, or at least I wasn't seeing them. And I, and the closest people I was seeing was in larger cities like Chicago and New York and and uh, and L.A. And here I was in backwoods Kentucky, and I've got this huge, massive Transformers collection. I, I really didn't know, but the internet uh, grew really, really quick, and more and more people came on. I met Insane Galvatron uh, at T, uh, at Trans Fans when I was actually a moderator there 
Uh, I'm posted there as Weird Wolf and Monzo for the longest time. And uh, um, whenever I was a mod there, we we became friends, and um, now he's part of this show. And uh, it, it, you meet friends and 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 stuff through uh, through these message boards and. I have gotten to know some of the best people through uh, the internet uh, and and through this uh, this fandom. It's it's really amazing. But um, I'm going to break it off right there, and we're going to take about a two and a half minute break. We're going to play a message from our sponsors, and uh, we will see you on the flip side. Com. Great toys, great prices, great service. Visit www.capturedparade.com for all your import, transformers, and third-party figure needs. And save even more through the Captured Prey loyalty program. CapturedPrey.com Mega Toy Fan. Look for Mega Toy Fan at popular toy conventions like BotCon and TFCon, as well as on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Mega.ToyFan. Join up on our forums at tftalk.net. Discuss the podcast with the cast of the show. Talk about Transformers and Super Robot Mecha, or just talk about whatever is on your mind. Visit tftalk.net or tfylp.com today. TFYLP is also on Twitter, at TFYLP. The TFYLP Twitter is the one place where you can find out the latest information on the show as well as directly contact us about the show. Follow at TFYLP today. Join the TFYLP Facebook group, where hundreds of fans talk about the show, or you can buy, sell, or trade your Transformers figures with fellow members. Visit Facebook.com slash groups slash TFYLP and ask to join today. You can now find TFYLP on Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio is a free app available for the iOS, Android, and Nook platform with over 20,000 shows to discover. With Stitcher Radio, you can create your own custom playlist and is always on demand and always on the go. Listen in to TFYLP on Stitcher Radio today and please rate us. Tell other fans that you heard TFYLP on Stitcher Radio. TFYLP is available for download via the iTunes podcast directory, Double Twist on the Android platform, as well as from our website at tfylp.com. And we are back. Um, yeah, we are talking about uh, Transformers fans and the Internet. Um we have uh, talked about ATT and some of our first experiences on the internet, but there are, as if you've been around for any length of time on the Transformers uh, message boards and uh, talked to other Transformer fans, um, there the fandom on the internet has not been without its grief and strife. Um, there's been a lot. Uh, like like we talked about earlier, um, BigBot.com uh, with uh, 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 Bot Talk, the uh, 
the forums there. Um, to say that it was a pleasant atmosphere is not exactly accurate, although I cannot say that it was a terrible uh, place to be. I loved my time at BotCon. It's just that I saw a lot of people had some issues with uh, with admin there, and he was very vocal about it um, uh, to an extent, but whenever he did things, you, you really didn't know why. Like, whenever I got banned, I never knew why, and I still don't to this day, 15 years later. Um, so, uh, then there's also the Flame Wars. Uh, anybody any, uh, remember some of the first major flame wars that would go on between not just fans but message boards and communities online? Any of the, uh, any remember uh, those? I, like between websites or like yeah. between fans? The, I mean, uh, there are huge flame. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are websites that still don't talk to each other today, or people that associate with website A. You know, instead of website B, yeah, it had the exact same content, but they hate each other and they don't know why. Exactly, and, you know, and it's one of the things. Uh, and well, you know, like Brian and I were talking, um, you know, back whenever uh, I guess it was around the time we met at Shardicon. Uh, you know, how there's some podcasts out there that won't even mention other podcasts, and I don't know why. There's we're all doing we're all part of the same fandom. Why, why not mention them? You know, uh, I've I've had people from different podcasts on this show. I mean, you guys uh, do RFC, and uh, uh, I've had uh, uh, Optimus Four Twenty SL on here. There's, uh, and we've had uh, had uh, we have Proto Man who has been on WTF at TFW. I mean, there's no reason. For people to not to mention, um, we've actually had Brian Johnson, um, he's a stop motion guy, yeah, um, from the Ground Bridge, and I personally am on the Ground Bridge sometimes myself, and I, I agree with you. I don't understand this hostility. It's it's silly. I mean, we're all part of the same fandom. We all like the same kind of plastic, although we don't like some of the same genres. That shouldn't matter. There yeah. shouldn't be this flavor. Stupid. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just—it's—it's it's just to me, it's just nonsensical. But the—the the fact remains that it's that it's out there. Um, and I do remember that whenever—and it was ironic that whenever I was at Bot Talk, people were dissing people over at Trans Fans, and people at Trans Fans were dissing people over at Bot Talk, and that's how I found out about Trans Fans because I, I saw people talking bad about the people. People that posted. Okay, I had some knockoffs fall over, <laughs> but um, I had uh, I I saw some people. Can we say the knockoffs were knocking it off. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I, heard, I saw some I people talking about trans fans, and I'm like, well, what is this trans fans? And that's whenever I went, and I'm like, hey, this place is kind of cool actually, and I started posting on the forums because. To me, I, I I didn't care why people hated each other on on different boards. It just seemed like artificial um, strife uh, is is not necessary, and 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 of course everything that was being um, communicated was petty. You know, they're nothing but a bunch of uh, Beast Wars lovers over there, and all they like is G one, and or they do nothing but comics and 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 cartoons all the way. 
who cares? We all love the fandom. We all love the same things. We just have our different favorite parts. And to lump everybody into one big, you know, stereotype is is crazy. Especially when some of the people were uh, the same people that were posting on your board, going over there and posting. And it is it, it, it was silly. Um, and there was also some uh, some fun play between some websites. I know. Uh, uh, trans fans, whenever I was a mod, there was um, uh, TF Archive. Uh, there was some uh, some banter that went on back and forth between those. And um, I was actually a member of that board, too. I, I actually posted on it here a few months back, uh, you know, just out of uh, some uh, nostalgia. I went back and to see if any of the old people that I used to see posting was still around. And they are. They're still there. Uh, so if anybody from TF Archive uh, and trans fans is still listening or is listening to this show, uh, hello from Weird Wolf, uh, and I haven't forgotten about you. Uh, just don't get around that much. Um, anybody have any uh, any similar stories or any thoughts on uh, on the flame wars between boards and 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 any topics that was that caused flame wars? I'll be honest. Well, there's times that I mean, well, there's times that I see, you know, because being part of more than one cast, I've noticed that you know a lot of these cast guys they go to different websites. They don't all just go to TFW 2005. They don't all go to uh, TFTalk.net, and they don't all go to Cybertron.com and all the rest of these. They tend to mix it up, and that's where they get their information. You know, they're, they're pulling it from one to the other to the other. Now they'll sponsored podcasts for all these guys. I mean, I understand we're all kind of in a competition, but really who are we competing with? We're all, we're all trying to do the same kind of cause. And honestly, to me, it's like some people don't like somebody else because of some thing they do or what they're into. You know, myself, I'm really into generation two. So there's some people out there who's like, oh, I hate Plastic Con because he's all in G2. It doesn't matter. Because to me, it's like, you know, you like what you're going to like and you're going to hate what you hate. There's some people out there that don't like Brave. There's some people out there that don't like Beast Wars. I'm not one of those kind of guys. I'm not really that biased about this stuff. It's just I think the community itself needs to kind of lose that chip on their shoulder and just get along because... We're that will never happen, honestly. That'll never happen. happen. No. Oh, that will never happen. We all just need a hug, man. Yeah. Well, you know, not not dragging in another fandom, but if anybody follows games, you've heard what's happening over in the gaming community right now, yeah. and that's just absolutely uncalled for. Well, um, you I know, can tell and, you right now, um, you know. I do play World of Warcraft. I was knocked off because of that whole lizard squad and what they're trying to do. But honestly, I don't think it's just because they're attacking the gaming community. I think it's going to be more than that because they're really trying to mess with everybody's websites and everybody's um, online communication and gaming and all this stuff that's going on. So I don't think it's just that because these guys that are doing this are actually getting paid to do this. And it's not cool. It's just not cool. I don't care who you are. It's just not cool because you're a trend that's going to go away in five years from now. Nobody's going to care that you even existed. So, yeah. well, uh, off. back on top, uh, uh, Don, you had something 
uh, that you were going to say a moment ago? Oh, uh, I was just going to say, like, you know, I remember, I remember when trans fandom split. Uh, I had just started there, so I don't, I don't know the whole. Even to this day, I don't know the whole story for behind the split. I just know I was there, the and I don't remember. I don't remember why it I'm happened. Sure. Well, I'm Brian, sure. do you know? Do you know Brian? Yeah, I could text Rob right now and ask him. Rob is on the the um, the pan, not the panel, the uh, staff. Staff, yeah, for that. So because and I remember going in there one day and there was a notification about how this part of the content was now over at this site and this part of the content was now over here and I just stayed where I was because I had most everybody I knew was still on this site which was the regular trans fandom. So in the other side, I went there to look at some stuff and listen to the clips and whatever the case may be. But it's, I never, I never, it, it never concerned me enough to find out why the split. Cause I, the people that I knew were still there. I mean, if you want to know, go read animal farm and that'll pretty much tell you. Oh, animal farm. <laughs> yeah. And I had a paper on that back in the day. Well, no, thank you. I mean, there's, there's, always been something that's been kind of pressing with me because i mean i know we've got facebook to be able to share stuff with and there's like tons of groups but i'm really curious i wonder if anybody i mean this is kind of mostly almost like a shout out to google because i know a lot of google guys out there you guys are nerds and geeks and stuff and i'm sure you're into these kind of fandom things why hasn't there been just a centralized search engine specifically for just action figures alone like Transformers, like G.I. Joe. So that way it brings all these communities into one big pipeline and kind of bottlenecks it all in. What do you mean, like T&I? Well, I mean, yeah, it'd be interesting to have a an entire thing that you just go to and there's everything instead of, oh, i got to go to this website, this website, this website, this website. I mean, as much as we love our websites, they're kind of a thing of the past. Well, isn't Everybody that primarily what Toy News International does? Sort of, but I mean, they don't, they don't do kind of like what Facebook does, you know, because you can get on Facebook and everybody's trolling and just dropping stuff left and right. Oh, this has come out. This came out. This came out. You click on it. It's, it's this site. Oh, it's over at this site. It's over at this site. It's almost like a big pipeline, which would be really cool if there's specifically was one for, you know, maybe Transformer collectors or just mecha collectors in general that get into Transformers and, you know, Super Robot Shogogan and all this stuff because it'd be really interesting to see the demographics of how crazy it could get because you really wouldn't be stepping on each other's toes there. You would just be looking for like interesting stuff. Like, you know, be like, oh, I never knew that this toy had this. I didn't know it was designed for this, but it came out as this. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that a lot of us are really into anyway as a toy collecting community. But also as a anime watching community, it would actually bring in a little bit of that, which would be interesting. I think it'd be cool if somebody out there that's smart enough to design a site that literally pipelines all those search engines into one, kind of like Google, because that's like exactly Google what Google that. does. That's what Google does. Or if, I mean, if, if you're looking for news, you can do that with Feedly as long as there's an RSS. You just put it all into one. Well, uh, that's that's part of one of the uh, one of the things that I want to do with TF Talk is, um, uh, and if you uh, remember, whenever we first started up TF Talk about this time last year, um, 
the the whole idea behind the website is a Transformers first and foremost, but also a super robot mecha uh, fan base and and a media uh, thing and and ultimately that's what I want TF Talk to be as its webmaster is if you want to know about Transformers if you want to know about GoBots if you want to know about Brave or or uh, Chagokin or anything like that Diaclone you yeah Diaclone Diaclone everything yeah uh, that's what i want it but right now i personally don't have all the resources for that and i'm looking for people that would be willing to help me with that and guys if there's anybody out there that wants to help work on the actual website uh you know shoot me a message and we can we can talk about it um but uh the, back to the split uh with trans fandom and tfw 2005 um it, it is uh, if I recall correctly, Trans Fandom was the main website, and TFW 2005 was essentially the message board for um, tra uh, Trans Fandom. Was that not, uh, is that uh, pretty much the way it worked? And there's well, I, I remember that after the split, all the media that had, that he had worked on creating for the site, the the soundtrack, the G1 background music, all that stuff went over. A, not at Trans Fandom anymore. Tony Pacala. Yeah, that thing. That was his yeah. name. Thank you, Brian. I, I was blanking on it. Uh, so I know, I know the media went away from Trans Fandom, but that again, that's all I can. That, that's the main thing that sticks out in my head is what went where, but not back in the, back in the day when he was launching TFW 2005. He used to send me uh, his music and ask me to play it on RFC. So, and basically tell people, hey, if you want more of this, go to TFW 2005. But I really didn't get any more into it than that because I really didn't care, to be honest. I didn't really want to play his music because I didn't really much care for it. Yeah, I, that's... Go, go ahead. No, 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 that's fine. Uh, I mean, while some of it was neat and, uh, and the fact that it was Transformer-related, I liked it, but at the same time, it's not something that I actually sought out. It was just not my cup of uh, cup of tea but you know I, I whenever i was there i was a member i joined up with uh, tfw or well it was at the time trans fandom uh, around 2002 i believe uh december of 2002 um i lurked pretty much uh at the beginning and i didn't really start hardcore posting until sometime in uh, in the middle of the year of 2003 and by that time, the split was well on. And, and like Don talked about earlier, um, the... Uh, okay. Fries are done. Yeah. No, it's Facebook. <laughs> I don't know why it's... Um, why it's talking. But anyway, um, the, uh, uh, the split was on, and uh, I... I really didn't know why things were happening. I, I hadn't been a part of any 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 bad blood that uh, that was going on. I hadn't actually witnessed it, but I just know that there was something that went on that divided the two websites. Transfandom went off to itself, and TFW uh, went off to become this massive, huge website that it is today. Um, I still post there uh, at least once or twice a day, only in maybe a couple of the forums. Um, 
I just, I don't post nearly as much on message boards as I used to, simply for the reason that uh, a lot of the discussions, and this is something a lot of you may uh, may uh, have witnessed as well, a lot of the discussions recirculate themselves over and over and over and over again. You know, and it goes back to another uh, flame war uh, point that. Uh, um, we can talk about is uh, anybody remember uh, truck versus monkey? Uh, yes, I made, a song. <laughs> I made a song about it. Oh, really? You made a song. About I made truck. a song about it. Yes, it's it was terrible. But <laughs> do do do, uh, do you have it? Do you, or can you sing it? Uh, no, no. Was, so <laughs> basically, basically, it was a parody of the Tony Bacala stuff. Oh, because. Okay. Because he just had like acid music or something, which came free with PCs. Yeah. He just basically made a, uh, you know, he mixed the stuff together, which is all I did with that. It was called Truck Not Monkey. It was me over and over again, over a really crappy loop, saying Truck Not Monkey. Oh my god, I remember that, Brian. It was terrible, wasn't it? Uh, yes, I actually remember that. Now that you say it, I remember thinking, why can't this guy just like both shows? I, <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. I do. I did like both shows. It was not, yeah. But no. I, I was dumb then, so. Well, I, but no, go ahead. The Truck Not Monkey thing is when, when someone says Flame War, I think of the Flame War and Alt Toys Transformers that basically split Alt Toys Transformers with ATTCM, which is Alt Toys Transformers Classics Moderated, which the thing that really split the fandom more than anything else has or ever will, because the fandom really existed in one place at that point, was Beast Wars. Uh, you either liked Beast Wars or you didn't, and literally the fandom split in two, like a like a, an amoeba. And, and it remained uh, that way for a number of years, actually. It's never changed. It honestly has never changed. I mean, you got guys out there like myself. I love the Beast Wars show. Well, I actually, like actually, I, I see a, a lot more people that are like uh, like you and like uh, like us. Uh, you know. I'm a G1 fan through and through. I love. I'm I'm a G1er, but I'm also also love Beast Wars. It was a great show. I, I loved it on on television back in the day. Beast Machines. I had to warm up to it. I didn't like it when it first aired, but going back and reviewing it, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, the toys. A lot of the toys were kind of crap, like Night Scream and and the Supreme Class Cheetor, but. You had some gems in there. I mean, uh, the Blast Punch Optimus Primal and and uh, a, a couple others. The, they were great toys. I love. So, I, mean, I mean, there are kids, there are adults in the fandom now who got into Transformers by watching Armada. So, I, which makes me sad. But yes. when the Beast Wars kids started to come of age, I mean, that's when things started to shift. But I mean, the fandom, like the fandom, split, and the fandom has never been in one place or had like total agreement or. You know, a chord sense. It, not that it was, you know, happy go lucky. Everybody loved this and loved that, but uh, for the most part, everybody there was one thing to like, and if you didn't like it, you weren't a fan. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it, you can't. We can't really process that now because there's so much more Transformers back then there was back then, which was G1, G2, Japanese stuff. Yeah. That was it. Well, it's demographics is what it all boils down to. You got the guys that grew up with Beast Wars and they thought it was the best thing in the world, and you got guys that grew up with the Armada, and they thought it was cool. And you got us that you know grew up during G One and then saw the rerun cartoons for Generation Two toys that came out, 
And, you know, that's the thing is, is the demographics have changed so much throughout the years. You're going to have people that are so stuck on the old stuff because it's like, okay, I like Beast Wars. Why do you like Beast Wars? Because I grew up with it. Because I had that toy when I was a kid. Exactly. I didn't yeah. have Generation 1 Optimus Prime. I had this. And that's yeah. what they'll say. Well, they'll we, tell you this. We only yeah. have to look as far as our, We only have to look as far as that, our own own cast. I mean, Sideburn 2, Mirai Baby, Natsume Ryu, they all grew up. I mean, they uh, to them, Armada, R.I.D., Beast Wars, that was their G1. Yeah, you know. That's, right. that's what I was like. Every, every show is someone's G1. Yeah. And and today, we've uh, the, I think the fandom has grown to the point now where yeah, we still have those divisions. You know, there's there's some some hardcore G oneers out there that 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 absolutely detest anything beast, and then you have the hardcore beast lovers out there that detest anyone anything that is blocky and has no no posability. But the 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 thing uh, the thing is is that now with all these years that have passed and those younger generations that came on during Beast Wars and Beast Machines and all the way up through the Armada trilogy, they're getting into be uh, into adulthood now, where they are uh, spending money and and are actual collectors. And like like we just said, those eras were their G one, and that's what they're nostalgic for. So now today, yes, we still have those divisions, but the line is more blurred because of the just the age difference i mean not everybody is an old man like 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 each one of us you know i mean like i said this podcast in and of itself speak for yourself i'm still 12 yeah (laughs) i'm talking actual age here (laughs) but i mean this podcast i mean uh you know i'm i'm almost 40 megamus is 60 or 70 and And then we have uh, have uh, Sideburn and Natsume and, uh, and them. They're in their early to mid-20s. You know, so we have great diversity even on this show, but it represents the fandom, in my, in my opinion, because that's what we have today on these message boards. You don't know now. I mean, back in the day, back, back in Bot Talk and the early trans fandom days, most of the people that you saw posting on message boards were, I'd say, 80 to 90% G1 fans or G2 or early Beast Wars. But now, you don't know if that person that you're talking to on the forums is a 12-year-old kid that's still playing that's playing with Transformers for the first time, and his first exposure was Revenge of the Fallen, uh, or if it's, you know, somebody that, that started back in Beast Wars, or G.I. Joe, or not G.I. Joe, but G1. So, it's... The, the fandom is more diverse now than it ever has been. And I mean, when you see ex- uh, websites exploding out to where you have tens of thousands of members on forums, that's a testament to where the fandom has come to. Um, that's, that's absolutely true. I mean, you, and, it's, and it's split to the point that it's not just Hasbro Takara toys. It's, indie toys and well that's people that's, getting into the indie fandom and the idw comics versus the marvel comics there's there you got guys that even get into that aspect too that's that's even this in this fandom you got the guys that just like the bayverse you got guys that like you know the stuff that's just strictly cartoon 
honestly, I think there's so many people in this. The closest thing that we can come to in today's Transformers fandom on the internet, the the closest thing, if if you're a young Transformer fan or uh, you know, like like Sideburn and 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 the crew that that are now adults and 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 collecting Transformers. And they didn't really experience the Beast Wars versus G G One truck versus monkey uh, tug of war that happened back in the early days of of the Transformers fandom on the internet. Uh, the closest thing that I see to it today is official Hasbro Takara product versus third party. Uh, that uh, the, the third party uh, element has been added in. Uh, that we've never had that before. Well, I mean, we've had customs, but never on the level of third-party products. But you have people that are diehard, oh, I've, I will only buy official product, and then you've got people that are, hey, third-party is awesome, screw this official stuff, it's crap, it's hollow, uh, I want third-party. And then you got people like me that, you know, if, if I like it, I'm going to buy it. Um, but the, there's more of a hard, div- a divisive line uh, today between third party and official product and it represents a lot of what we saw back in the day and I foresee five ten years down the line whenever uh, third party stuff is either still around because it's still doing really well or Hasbro somehow cracks down on it and and nixes it all if it's still around it's just going to be part of the mix again that's that's what I see. Well- and and this is has actually went into the conversation I had before is what is going to be remembered twenty years from now? Hasbro, Takara, or they'd say it, Fans Project, one of the biggest guys out there. I don't think there's gonna be I mean, there's gonna be some, but honestly I don't see that diversity of the fandom of just indie toys alone be able to carry the torch for every one of these companies because it seems like every time we turn around we got a new indie toy company well let's we're probably we're probably banking pretty close to a hundred indie toy companies now that are putting out product that's similar to transformers well, let's be real Honestly, here though let's that's, be... that's 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 the, that's the demographics and that's the truth of it all well let's, let's be real be here though remember. something that we're seeing now more and more uh over the last uh several years uh, i, I want to say at least at least at least the last five years um, I've been seeing a more, a more and more of a mass exodus of older Transformer fans like, like us, uh, most of us here uh, on the show tonight that are G1 fans. A lot of people are either completing their collection of G1 and they're done. They're done. You know, they don't want to collect anything more. They're done. Uh, and then you got some people that are, you know, I've been doing this for 15, 20, 30 years now. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of it. I want to stop and, and move on with my life. And they're getting out of the hobby. Um, you know, and they're selling off their collections and they're calling up Brett and saying, Hey, you know, come buy me out, you know, and absolutely, <laughs> you know, we are there for a reason, but you know, there it's, it's, and, and Brett, I'm sure you've seen it, you know, more and more there's, there's people that said, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm done with this. And they call, uh, they call you up and say, come get everything I've got. You know. Well, I think, one, I think one of the defining moments of Weird Wolf is when John and Carl Hartman sold their collection. Yeah. yeah. Because of, these guys were, they were. The fan. 
they were they were they they were the fandom giving a personification that they were that they were transformer fans who took their love to the next step for the product did the conventions became wildly popular and then in 2004 2005 2000, through that time period they said we're done we need to move wow. on and that was a defining moment for me just in the fact that sooner or later that's what happened to all of us well let me i definitely wasn't ready to have this discussion but yes that was one point but i wouldn't say that was a defining point because you've had other uh people who have done the same thing and, and i'll go ahead and say it um chad tried to put on a good show put everything into it and did the exact same thing sold his collection and is out of the fandom for the most part. I mean, he still collects uh, for his kids. But what what I'm saying is, is I I wouldn't say one person in particular, but everyone. And and even with what I do, and it, it could be detrimental to say this, but I'll stand behind it. Everyone at some time is going to sell their collection. If it's because you don't want to leave it for your loved ones, you're sick of it, financial responsibility, whatever, it's going to happen. Everyone is going to sell because no one lives forever. Sorry, everyone who thinks that they're Superman and immortal, eventually you're going to sell for one of those reasons. Um, And I'm going to say that whatever your reason is, it's justified. Don't look at it as what other people have done. Look at it for your reason. Is it, you know, the the thing I I would hate is someone saying, I'm done, I'm sick of the fandom, take this, and then it happens, and then a month later they go, man, I regret that. Don't regret that. Make sure it's the decision you want well, that, That's all I have to say about you know, that. Well, we've, we've talked about it before. You know, if, if you're... You can restructure your collection. I mean, hell, I had over over two thousand toys. I had over two thousand Transformers at one time. Now everything I've got's right back here in these four cases, and it's not very much, but I'm 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 proud of it, and I and I, I get what I can. You know, I'm not where I was. And you mentioned Chad earlier, and um, he may listen to this at a, at a later date, but. I, I talk to him on almost on a nightly basis because he and I work the same shift. We do a very similar job. We talk almost on a nightly basis. I'm, I still stay in touch with Chad. And we actually had this discussion the other night about, uh, you know, the fandom because I talked to him about this subject that we were talking about, uh, that we're talking about tonight. And he weighed in on it. And he said, you know, there is nothing that he can think of that he really hasn't done in this fandom. Uh, he said, uh, he said at the height of his collection, he had about 3000 transformers. And he said, uh, you know, he had virtually everything loose and sealed. And he said he, if it said transformers on the package, he bought it. And, uh, if you stop and think that he's, he's been a collector 
a fan. He's ran a convention. He's been on a podcast. What more can the man do that's uh, in in the fandom? But uh, and I, I must state he still is a fan. He still is a fan. He still collects an occasional masterpiece. But you know, there's not all that many masterpieces. There's what fifteen, twenty of uh, original molds. So his collection's not all that big, and he's pretty much he doesn't follow the fandom. I, I, I'm basically his source of news. You know, he'll just about every night he's he'll ask me, so what's new in the fandom? You know, he doesn't even care to get on the forums anymore. Uh, he hasn't posted in months, but you know, he still stays in touch. But he's he's that type of fan now. He's like he's done it all. He has no real desire to go out and reacquire everything that he once had. Nor do I. You know, everything that I've sold, I've never sold off completely. I've uh, I may go back and pick up a figure or two that that I once loved, but I'm not going to go out and get entire lines that that I once had. I'm like, oh man, I really regret selling the entire Armada line. Um, I'm not going. I don't think anyone has ever said that. No, no. But I just <laughs> pulled. I, I just pulled that one out. From the universe yeah. to make me want to do that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that one was too easy. I'm sorry. So what? What Megan said a few minutes ago about no one lives forever. The older I get, the more I realize that. And Don and I both right now have toys that belong to our friend JD in our homes. Yeah. And you know we've had to go through that and piece through that and figure out you know what goes with what and who goes with who. And uh, I have no desire to leave that to somebody else. Yeah, that's and for me, it's it's doubly important because I, I lost my mom in 2012 to a heart attack that was unexpected, as they usually are. And my dad passed away from cancer in 2008. I have no brothers and sisters. I have a cat that randomly attacks me. Uh, I have aunts and cousins. There is no one in my circle of friends that can handle the responsibility that I have of this collection. And, you know, J.D.'s death really put a lot of this into focus for me that I've got to start thinking of the future on, on leaving what I'm going to do when I leave this mortal pool. And, you know, it's just... The, the the this sort of rolls into what we're talking about as far as a, how the internet has evolved, how our relationships have evolved, how websites have evolved, and how we as collectors are still evolving when we get when we get to the point that okay, I've got to stop, and I mean that me personally, I do have to stop. I haven't obviously because I have pre-orders in at three different places, but you know it's just it, it's, it's it's difficult. It's, it it's, really is. Uh, I mean, uh, well, think about like myself. I've been trying to get my um, my seven year old. He really likes Transformers, but he's interested in all different kinds of stuff. So I don't know how he's going to take it when he gets older. But my one year old, I'm still working on him. You know, when I get older, hopefully they're going to enjoy the stuff that I enjoyed, and they might understand it. But I don't think they're going to quite grasp the collecting like I do, you know, and, and why I love it so much. I mean, as far, I mean, the thing is, is I went just as far as to decorate my car to look like generation one wheel jack. So, I mean, I'm a fan boy to a diehard. I'm just, that's what I am. 
But my whole thing is like, I don't know these uh, these younger generations. They don't play with toys like most kids do. You know, when we were kids, they don't do any of that. And now it's almost going to be a niche kind of market. And you're absolutely right. Some of us will end up having to sell out and get rid of some of this stuff when we get to that point. But myself, I plan on collecting until I get my full generation one and full generation two. Because to me, that is my holy grail. Some people say one robot is, but mine is the entire collection all in general, which is very difficult to do. I want to get all diet clone too if I can, but you know, it's just something I like to do. It's fun. It's a well, hobby. Let, to play let me with, see something. But I don't know what these kids are going to think of this stuff. That we those goals are obtainable, and then you will progress to something else. I, I, I guarantee that's what you'll do. You will progress to something else. Well, that's true. Until you stop. Until you stop. With me also being a filmmaker and enjoying movies, that's the thing. I personally think this is a long-term kind of thing, trying to finish out the entire collection. That's something I'm going to continue to do. But primarily what I'm going to be more or less focused on is filmmaking skills, stuff like that, that kind of stuff. Because to me, when... You know, this is kind of depressing, but, you know, when I'm, you know, gone or whatever, I want the world to know who I was and what I did and how I enjoyed life and what I had to give. You know, being an artist is one of the hardest things to do in the world, especially nowadays that everything is digitally based and stuff like that. I mean, it's not like, you know, when an artist died you know, back in the 1800s, somebody discovers their, their painting and now it's in a museum worth millions of dollars. It's very difficult to attain stuff like that nowadays because of everything being digital. Myself, I'm hoping that any of the custom work I do and any of the movies I make and some of the props and stuff like that, maybe that one day will actually, you know, leave a cornerstone in the world that I actually made an impact as well because that's my, that's that's just my outlook on life. I want to have some kind of impact that's positive because I don't want the people to think, you know, oh, well, that that Jason Walston or, you know, Plastic Con, he was, he was a joke. He just, you know, he did this, this, this. Everybody in the world wants to have their mark left, you know, but you've got to do what you got to do to make sure that mark somehow – gets in the hands of somebody that it's going to mean something to. Well, you if know, don't, then it's not going to mean anything. I'm, Collecting robots is one thing, but what you leave with that is what really matters. I've got a you know? rather unique, well, not unique. I mean, a lot of people uh, have experience, similar experiences and, and everything, but you know, like, uh, Don was mentioning earlier about the mortal coil. Many listeners remember my uh, my accident last year that nearly cost me my life. Uh, you know, and and for those of you who don't know, um, my my uh, daytime job I well not daytime I work at night but uh, I drive a semi. And last year I took all eighteen wheels off of a bridge. And uh, a near. Uh, my partner and I uh, nearly died, and for nearly a year, um, 
I really had a lot of time to think. And uh, Transformers kept me based and, and, and something to diverge my, my attention from. Um, but it's, it's, it's a thing that, that, that I really look at objectively now. There's things that are so much more important to me, like my family and their, their well-being and stuff. And I, I look at it, and then I look at toys, and I'm like, oh, I want that toy. And I'm like, but I want, I, I want my family to be happy more. And if I'd been, if I'd be gone now, you know, where would they be? They, you know, these toys mean nothing to my wife, uh, and they, they mean nothing to my stepkids, and nobody in my family cares about them. So, I, I really, it's it's hard for me to talk about, but I mean, I do see an end to my collecting, not as my, not to my fandom. I want to. I want to stress that not to my fandom. I still. I will always love Transformers because they have a special place in my heart. You know, they 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 remind me of that simple, uh, worryless time in my childhood, and they're always a constant reminder. And daggone, they're just cool to pick up and fiddle with. But I'm in a very small room. This office that I have is very small, uh, and I have very limited display space. And I can't display a whole lot of figures. And why now I'm going after figures that I want and I intend to keep in my collection until I'm gone. And whenever I'm gone, whatever happens to them, happens to them. You know, I I hope somebody that I know in the fandom uh, would take them because there's not, honestly, there'll probably be less than, than a couple hundred of them uh, total. But... I would hope somebody would take them and do uh, do something good with them, and uh, maybe you know uh, give all the money to a charity or something. I, I don't know. Do something good with them, and that would be my mark. But I'm not concerned on my mark on the fandom right now. Uh, I do it as a hobby. It's something that I like. And to bring it back into our discussion of how the internet affects us as collectors now today um you know in this day and age whenever we get so much information so quickly and it's easy to get caught up in that gotta get a catch gotta catch them all mentality like back in armada you know they really stress that with all those mini cons you know you gotta catch all those mini cons it's a pokemon pokeformers uh but with if you look at the fandom as a whole, all Transformers are like that. you got to get them all. I mean, there's not a day goes by that I don't see a Transformer I wish I could have. But then you gotta uh, got to sit and dwell on it and think, do I want it? Do I really want it that bad? And sometimes I'll even get a figure, and not because I hate it, not because it's a bad figure or anything, but I might sit and think, and I'm like, you know, this this figure just doesn't really fit in what I'm doing, and through the fandom that's on the internet today, like Facebook or Facebook group, it's it's easy to quickly turn over a figure. If you pick up a figure and you don't like it, throw it up on the Facebook group, and and it can go quickly. Um, it, it's 
speed is what the internet has brought the fandom. They, the, the speed in which we acquire things and can unacquire things uh, in, in our hobby, uh, the speed in which we find out about new things. I mean, we've known about Masterpiece Wheeljack for, gosh, over a year now. And he's still not out, although he should be out next month. But, you know, we had so much lead time. We see these prototypes. We can get a hold of prototypes a lot easier now than we could back in the days of ATT uh, and Bot Talk. But where where's the fandom going today? To me, personally... Uh, I'll just continue using the fandom. I, I, and I think once I'm done collecting, there will be a point, I'd say, within the next few several years um, that I will be able to say as a collector, I'm done. I'm not going to get any more. I don't care how awesome it is. I'm done because I don't have the space for it and I have the figures that I want. But I'll still be a fan and I'll still follow and I still want to continue this podcast and I still want to continue the website and everything because I'm a fan. I'm, I, I keep interest in it. But how will the internet affect you as a collector and a fan of this hobby of ours? That's what I'm. That's the question I'm posting out there to our listeners. How does it affect you? And how has how has it affected you? And how will it affect you? And before we wrap here, I want to quick ask everybody: How do you think that this uh, that the internet will affect you? And how do you see yourself wrapping up in this fandom, Brian? Uh, let's hear from you real quick. For me? Yeah. I think I've done pretty much all I can do, so... Uh, Internet's not really going to do much more for me. No, I, no joke. Seriously, I'm pretty much... I don't think I can uh, do much else. Do you, do you see yourself collecting much longer as a collector? Yeah. I mean, I'll probably end up binging and purging like I've been doing over the last ten years of toys. But... Um, I mean, I, I try to pare down to the stuff that I really want to keep. Then I just start buying all the new crap that comes out. Then I repeat that cycle over and over again. Um, you know, actually, talking about this kind of kind of makes me want to withdraw from the fandom so that I can actually be excited about what's on the shelf and find stuff and not know about it. So I'm kind of depressed now. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, like, really, I mean, other than... Um, I mean, the, I really, the internet, for me, the, the fandom at this point is almost, I hate to say this, but it's, it's almost just become fodder for the podcast. I basically, uh, I cram all the, all the news and everything I can for a day or two so that I'm up to date for the podcast then I pretty much uh, sort of decompress and try to live my normal life the rest of the week. I mean, I, as a teenager, uh, in an early 20-something when I was in the fandom, um, I was obsessed with Transformers. Now I'm pretty much obsessed with, you know... Life. Life. That's it's me. Actually not that, it's not that bad. It's actually kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... It- you're you're kind of like me in that in that um, that you're a fan. You were a hardcore fan, but now you're more of an outside fringe fan, and and life has more appeal to you. 
Is that is that the way I'm understanding? I would say that, relatively speaking, I'm still pretty hardcore. I mean, compared to 99.5% of the fans out there. But consider compared to most of my friends and people I associate with, yeah, I'm absolutely compared to compared to most of the people in my circle. I, I've um, yeah, I'm a Don, how about you? Uh, I'll be honest. I really, I really don't know because for the longest time after Mom died, I was trying to get everything in order down there with her, with that, with her estate and everything. And I thought once all that was done, then I could, I could focus on all my stuff. But I keep finding myself, you know, putting off making these decisions and. You know, I, I just don't want to be, you know, in the situation that uh, we know what happened to JD. You know, he passed away unexpectedly, and then Amanda was just overwhelmed with his collection. And I don't want to do that to anybody as well. So I, I don't, I, as far as the internet and me, I, I really can't say right now. I don't know if I'll be collecting up. You know, I would like to say. By the time I'm 50, which is another six years, I would I would have sold what I wanted to sell. I would have kept what I want to keep, and I'll still be in it. But like Brian, more along the fringes. Having said, okay, I've been doing this for 35 plus years. It's time to move on. But and then I realize there's so much awesome stuff. It's hard. It really is. So I, I don't know I don't know where I'm going to wind up being. It's it's out there in the ether. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What about you, Brett? I know you're, you got your mouth full, but <laughs> His mouth's always full. I knew you would pick <laughs> right when I took a bite. Yeah. God dang it! <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help. I had to eat. Damn it. But going back to what I said before, you might want to move your mic down because you're. It. Yeah. There you go. There you. All right. Going back to what I was saying before, I I would not want to leave all this crap for someone else to categorize, organize, figure out, get rid of, whatever. So. Yes, I would get rid of it before that time. Um, do I think it's anytime too, anytime soon? I hope not. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to be in it for for a while, um, and I actually see myself getting rid of more toys and interacting more with the people that are coming into it, and, and that's kind of the the handoff, in my opinion. I'll still be in the community, but it'd be more towards sitting back watching, maybe giving a little piece of advice, and maybe you know schooling the new generation coming in. Because yeah. um, to keep the community going, and, and we are a community. Uh, well, that's why we're here. Kind of obscure know. and geeky, you know. Um, we have to look out for each other, and we really do. Um, and sometimes you got to look at people that have been in it for a while and go, hey, does this sound goofy? 
or should I do this, or what do you think? That's where I'll be. You know, maybe I won't be the guy out there buying all the masterpieces and helping fund Hasbro into the big conglomerate that it is, but I'll help the community. Awesome. If you if you guys get my drift that way, that's I, I totally get. It. Yeah. Um. What about you, Plastic Con? I mean, honestly, myself, um, I've been, like I said, I've been collecting for years, um, well before I even, like, well, I would say my collecting really started picking up when I got married for the second time, and now I'm with my third girl, and, well, third steady, put it that way, and then, you know, I've got kids and everything, too, and my whole thing is when, you know, time comes... I want my kids to be able to either enjoy what I have or somehow profit off of it. You know, considering most of the stuff that, you know, I'm a lot like Brett. I've got a lot of vintage stuff that's very, very, very expensive, and it will sell for a lot of money, especially in 20, 30 years from now. And myself, I'm going to be a diehard fan to the day I die. That's, that's, that's There's no doubt about that. But I also want, you know... Like I said, I want my family and my friends and the community to be able to profit off of just even my filmmaking or anything I produce to put out there. I mean, I might be a Transformer fan, but I'm also a gamer. I'm also a movie fanatic. I'm just like every one of you guys out there. I'm just, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy life. I enjoy life experiences. And I wouldn't trade any of these experiences for anything. You know, like every... It seems like about every Transformer that I received, like, at a convention or went to, like, a comic store or just found them in a flea market or something like that, I have some kind of experience that came with that, you know, some kind of connection. And I don't think enough people really realize that when they go out to go you know, purchase something. They don't, they don't stand there, you know, and talk to the person they're buying it off of. Most of the time, they're like, oh, here's the money in the leave. Because they think, oh, my God, I'm getting this thing cheap. Well, sometimes if you have a conversation with some of these people, they leave an impact on you, you know. And that's probably the biggest thing I can, you know, tell everybody in the community, you know. I don't care if you hate somebody or whatever it is. It's like you're leaving impacts on somebody else within that community. You should cherish some of these impacts you get. Although some of this stuff might just be through video or through message board, or, you know, you call them up on Skype or whatever. But when you meet some of these guys in person at, at the conventions, spend a little bit of time with them, kind of pick their brains, see what what they're really all about, other than just the plastic that they're collecting. You know, that's oh. a big thing that a lot of people don't understand. There, there's more to it than that. I think myself, a lot of... I, see, okay. I see myself as an artist, you know. A lot of you guys seen a lot of custom work. I'm an artist. I'm not just a toy collector or a customizer. I'm an artist, so it's a completely different genre for me. I probably put more heart into something than most people would. But not saying that our collector, our guys don't do that. But you know, a little bit of me goes into every single solitary thing I do, and to me, that's that's what life's about. And if you get to the point that you have to sell your collection, sell your collection. But don't regret it. Don't have, you know, 
remorse for doing something like that and don't cause yourself to become depressed if you have to. If you have to, you have to. Oh. You know, it's well, part of life. I, d- I do want to say, I do want to say, though, before we wrap up here, you know, the, the, the fandom on the Internet has grown older, has gotten wiser, in, in some ways, <laughs> I do want to preface that, um, has uh, and and has cha- the internet has changed us in a way that I, now as an older collector, I don't feel the 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 overwhelming drive to go out and and get that next new figure. I mean, I, I do have the want, I do still go out and, and search, but the the way I used to, I mean, it's like. Every other day, I was going out back in the uh, back. Whenever I first got back into collecting, I was going out and hitting every Walmart, Toys R Us, Target that I could, looking for the next new figure. And now, uh, like like Brett was saying, I think it's important that we do what we're doing right now here on this podcast, and that's. you know, helping uh, talk about our hobby and nurture the, the the people that are just coming into it or about where we were 10 years ago, like the Sideburn 2s and, and the Natsumes. You know, they're, they're where we were 10, 15 years ago. And it's our job as older collectors to nurture them. And, you know, uh, a lot of podcasts uh, have the same you know formula in that a lot of podcasts talk about news and and uh, and what's hot now and that's great and one of the things that i want to try to do we do that here on tfylp but on on other occasions we do a topic like this and that's a topic where we talk to inform and give insight into where this uh what we do and how we think and and how this hobby works the machinations in this hobby and the internet allows us to do that allows us to do the podcasts to via to be able to go on i mean i don't have a lot of money but you can go on youtube and see me every week because i can do this right here in my own home and 20 years ago we couldn't do that. It was just a basic message board like uh, ATT, you know, uh, where it was just text and, and maybe a picture. Uh, but a Scanned lot of change. Yeah, a lot. A lot of things have changed. I mean, it, it could be even farther back when there was no internet, and the only Transformers you saw was what Hasbro had out there, you know, in cartoon form uh, on television. And a lot has changed, and I. It's going to change even more. But that's how I see the Internet has changed us. And I hope you guys have enjoyed this uh, show. I know we've ran really, really long. But I think it was a good topic. And what what the um, what the fans were asking for, you know, they, they wanted to know the history of the Transformers fans on the Internet. And I'm sure we missed a lot of stuff. And if we did, talk about it on the uh, Facebook group. And I want to thank everybody that was blowing up that facebook topic uh tonight um i know brett was interacting with them um 
listening to this show and talking about uh, things and, and commenting on things. That you're, you are why we are here, and we thank you for that. Uh, anybody else have any closing thoughts before we wrap? Nope. Uh, Brian, thank you for joining us uh, on tonight's episode. Uh, your insights were, were very helpful and, th- and welcome. Uh, thank you. Uh, and, and Don, Megamus, Plasticon, thank you guys as usual. Um, I do want to uh, thank you listeners once again for listening in to another TFYLP and be sure to subscribe and join us on Facebook and share us with your friends. We'll see you next time on TFYLP. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of tftalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another... T-F-Y-L-P. <laughs>